come and we thank you for your word. We thank you that your word transforms our life. Uh, Lord, that it revives, that it refreshes, that it uh, brings forth joy and salvation, uh, Lord, and uh, abundance, abundance of you, uh, Father. So uh, lift up Pastor Buddy as he brings this message. Lord, we always ask that you make it so much more. Uh, Father, that our hearts would be open, that the, the soil of our heart would be pliable to receive the gift of the words that you're bringing forth today. Uh, Lord God, we thank you for what you're going to do, and we expect we expect to see you here. We expect to be transformed, Lord, and, and we just receive all that you're going to give us today in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Welcome, everybody. And before we get too far gone, I just want to take a little time and to honor any and all military members. If you're here, if, you, if you've served or are serving, can you stand? We just want to give you a, a round of applause and thank you. Go ahead. Come on. Thank you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Amen. You know, I, I tell you, that's a, that's a great thing. You know, those those guys and gals serving um, allow us to be able to have the freedom that we have here. So I always want to keep them in prayer. And uh, that's just a great time. So, you know, as you're cooking burgers this weekend, remember the reason, right? How many people are going to cook out this weekend? All right. Good, good. So if we stop by each one's house, we ain't got to cook, man. We just keep going. <laughs> that sounds good. Something else, just a, a small announcement, small reminder. We like to know what's going on in your life and everything like this. And, and one of the things that kind of fall through the cracks is, you know what, if you've been coming here for a while and you consider this your church home, fill out one of these with, with uh, at, least, at least your phone number. And the reason we want to do that is, is if we miss you for a couple of weeks, we're not going to track you down. We're not going to, you know, be the, the church police. We just, if there's something we can pray about, we want to be able to get in contact with you. You know, sometimes in, uh, different weather, you know, we got storms and stuff coming on. We always kind of get you to go through the website, but if we've got a, a, a number we can contact because we don't want to bring you out in bad weather if we're not going to be here. If we're here, we want you with us. <laughs> Y'all catch that? If it's bad, we're all here. We want you with us. No, I'm teasing. But uh, so this is a, a way that we can keep up and, and you can let us know what's going on as well. All right. Well, today's message is called Revive. And I'm going to tell you what, if you think this message is just for you, it is. And it's just for me and just for you and just for you and just for you and everybody. Because how many need to be revived sometimes? I'll take it. I'll take it. Amen. So today's message, I pray, encourages right where we are. Right where we are. And uh, last week we had the opportunity, we talked a little bit about it. We got to do a tent revival uh, over in Portsmouth. That was a great time, man. Because the hearts are cultivated. And I like being loud. And it's a big tent. And my buddy's got a big PA system. I mean, people are driving, jamming. And I'm preaching, I go, hallelujah. And people go, in their car like that. I said, got another one. Got another one, man. Even, man, I, I, I tell you. You know, I do got to tell the story. We, we got there. And uh, we were supposed to, supposed to, we did the worship and we did the, the message and everything. So it starts at seven o'clock. You guys, let me tell you, when I cut them loose, it was quarter to 10, baby. We were having a good time, right? But I was telling a couple of different stories and y'all know one of my stories. I said, man, I ought to write a preacher redneck handbook later on in my life. You know, and I was telling, I said, I was preaching this funeral one time and a, and a funeral broke out. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was preaching this funeral. <laughs> and a fight broke out. These glasses are too tight. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's squeezing my brain. But where is I was preaching at a funeral one time and a fight broke out. And I thought, man, I can't believe that. And, and the, the pastor, well, there was a bunch of pastors over there. And one guy said, I got you beat there, brother. I said, well, won't you come up and share the testimony? He said there was somebody in the neighborhood had passed away. And a brother came up and asked him, said, hey, would you speak at my brother's funeral? He said, I, it'd be an honor to. He didn't know the guy. He said, tell me a little bit. I'd be glad to do that. So my buddy went up there. He started preaching. And he said the brother was sitting on the front row and he was talking about the Lord and everything. He said the guy said, dad, 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 dad. I said, well, I'll just keep on preaching. The guy said, blah, 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 blah. He said, man, I don't know what's going on here. He says, you're done. He said, no, I just got started. He said, you won't let nobody say nothing. He said, I'll get to that part. <laughs> this is in a funeral. The funeral director comes over and says, hey, is everything okay? He said, he won't stop preaching so we can talk a little bit. They fired my buddy from the funeral, made him leave. Can you believe that? Now, that's something else. And you know what? <laughs> he said, I'll never forget it, brother. He said, I said, okay. He said, he's walking out. And then he said, blessed are those who are persecuted, brother. <laughs> and that's He said, I just kept on walking. So, you know, you know why I tell you that? Every time you think you've been through something tough, somebody has been through something a little bit tougher. So, I, I don't know, man. I thought I had him whipped on that. And he said, no, no, no. I got you beat on that one. But uh, anyway, we had a great time. It was just like CPR for our spirits. 
because we were able to just get out there and just cut loose. And that's what we want to do here each and every week, be able to share the word of God, um, bring the word of God that transforms your life, right? Because there's nothing, I wrote this down, there's nothing like a jolt of Jesus to revive your spirit, amen? Nothing like a jolt to Jesus to revive your spirit. So today I want to jump right on into the word, and we're going to be, uh, primarily our text today is going to be uh, Psalm 85, 6, but I want to give you a little background and set the stage for that when we get going. And uh, so if you got your Bibles, turn to Psalm 85. If you don't have it, just want to remind you, we got CPR. For your spirit, right? And this right here, we're going to go ahead and read that. Can everybody see that? Say amen. Everybody got a hand at? Say amen. Man, everybody's ready. They're already set. Well, I want to go ahead and read that, and then we're going to break it out a little bit, okay? Psalm 85, and we're going to look at it through 1, verse 1 through 6. It says, Lord, you pour out blessings on your land. You restored the fortunes of Israel. You forgave the guilt of your people. Yes, you covered all their sin. You, healed, you held back your fury. You kept back your blazing anger. Now restore us again, O God of our salvation. Put aside your anger against us once more. Will you be angry with us always? Will you prolong your wrath to all generations? And this is where I want to get back to. Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? Look at verse 6 down there. Can you read it with me? Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? See, I wanted to break some of these things out. And I said, man, this is amazing when we start pulling this. See, we have a God who pours out blessing. Amen. You can fill that note thing up today, man. I got a lot of info I want to share with you. He restores fortunes. He forgives the guilt of his people. Not only that, he forgives our sin, covers our sin. Not only that, he annihilates our sin. It's done at the cross. Amen. So look at that. He kept back his anger and fury and he restores us again. He is a God that revives do you need some reviving today? I'm going to say that all day long because we need some reviving, right? So let's talk about what it means to be revived. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. All right. Talking about being revived. What does it mean to bring back to life, right? I'm going to go through these and then we'll come back and break it out. To restore consciousness or resuscitate. To impart new health vigor of our spirit. To restore the use of our activity. To restore the validity or effectiveness of. To renew in the mind and recall. We talk about renewing our mind. Amen. So take a look at that. And then we go back to this. Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? See, that's what I look at here. When we go back, you know what? It's to be brought back to life. See, we were dead to the things of God. But when God touched our life through the power of Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection, he made us alive when we call on the name of the Lord. Amen. He made us alive. He wants to bring us back out of that unconscious stage to the consciousness of what he's done. See, a lot of times we just get overwhelmed with life like we were talking this morning with some of my friends. And, and you know what? We just get so overwhelmed. But I pray today that through the truth of God's word, it will revive you. It will set you back up. In a place where you can hear from God, it will strengthen your heart and bless you. Amen. So what else we got? Restore. When you think about restore, my dad used to like work on everything. You know, if you brought up in the, in, in the depression, man, you save everything. I got a garage full of stuff at my dad's house with everything. I mean, if he saw a three-legged table, man, he thought he hit the jackpot. He'd whittle something out and stick that thing in there. You know, if I was going to throw something away, then he said, oh, your dad's coming over. You better throw that stuff away. You're going to go through the trash. Oh, my dad said, can you help me put that in there? I can't believe you're throwing away this good stuff. I was like, it's broke. But see, he could see past the brokenness, you know, and he, he got it gifted him in a way to work on those things. And he didn't mind if he didn't mind if it took him a little time or a little investment because he could see the outcome. Let me tell you, when, 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 when we are looking at each other and looking in the mirror, sometimes we see that brokenness. But God says, I don't mind investing in you because I see the end product. Amen. See, that's ought to revive your soul and your spirit. Man. So what we're going to start rolling into, but I got to tell you another story. Because, man, our life is just a story. Everywhere I go, I ask the Lord, show me somebody that needs Jesus. And I usually look in the mirror. I say, there's one. I need him all the time, right? All the time. But, you know, I'm always looking for a sermon illustration. If I stump my toe, I'm thinking, man, how can I use that next week? You know, whatever it is. So yesterday, me and Jesse did some cool stuff. We went on up to Yorktown Battlefield and got to see some stuff going on there. We were looking all around. That was nice. And to see how far our heritages came and things like that. And then I uh, met our beautiful uh, bride and mama uh, at, at Chick-fil-A. And she looked at me across that table and she says, my car's out of gas. 
You know what that means, don't you? You want the truck? Okay. So I said, not only that, I'm going to one-up her. I said, you know what? I don't mind doing that, babe. I'm going to even wash it. Right? I'm going to wash the car because it was looking a little ratty out there. So I really lied, I guess. I, I twisted a little bit. I was going to take it to the car wash. <laughs> Does that count? I mean, I, I got it washed, right? So I love going to the car wash down on Armstead because, you know what? There's a lot of people there. You know, I used to be real shy. Now it's like I got to be in the middle because that's, that's a place we can talk about Jesus. So I go down. And, man, you pull in there. And, there, I mean, there are cars everywhere. I mean, they're buff, buffing the wheels and everything. And then I was like, okay. So I'm just cruising down there. And a the guy jumped out. And I was talking, what would you like and all this? And I said, let's go with this one right here. And uh, this is the price I want to pay. He said, yeah. I said, y'all going to look out for me, right? Yeah. So I couldn't help myself. I, I love people, but I just get crazy with them sometimes. You know what I mean? So they're all, and they got this thing on a conveyor, right? I'm thinking, man, don't mess up the mama mobile on this conveyor because I got to take it home. So they got the mama mobile on there. And they open the doors, and there's like five of them, right? They're all around there, and I go, and I go behind the wall. I'm one of these guys, when they work on your car, you're supposed to be out here. I'm like, hey, what's that do? You know? <laughs> they're probably going to get him back in there. So I go around, and it's on the conveyor, and they're looking in here, and I put my arms around these guys. And they're like, what is he doing? I said, all right, guys, I've got to tell you something. I said, I want you to understand something. They go, what's that, sir? I said, this is the Mama Mobile. They said, it is? I said, you know what that means? And one guy said, yes, spotless. I said, that's right. I said, let's go get him. Right? And I just walked back and the guy said, the guy said, what do you do for a job? I said, I tell people about Jesus. Do you know him? He goes, you know what he said? He says, my grandma does. <laughs> I said, uh, I said that's, that's nice. Do you know him? He said, well, she's been telling a lot about him over the years. <laughs> do you know him? Right? So I got to talking to my buddy Nico. He's out there, and I'm on inside of the wall. They got this little wall and stuff spraying, man, and my glasses are getting all fogged up. I said, oh, I got him now. You know? So I'm talking to him, and I start sharing about God's love and God's grace. And man, it's funny how God just opened up the time. Everybody else is working, and they're doing this. They're buffing their wheels, and they're going, they're listening. They're still listening, right? See, sometimes, remember we talked about the platform last week? Mine was just a little soggy, but it still works, all right? I just had a little soggy background, platform there on the ground, and I just kept running with it. But you know what? As I got to tell him about the love of God and the grace of God and explained that to him, guess what? He got born again in soggy shoes right there where he was. He gave his life to the Lord. Give the Lord a hand clap, man. That's God working in our everyday things. So, you know, that's what I thought, man. This is amazing. I said, man, you know, if you die tonight, do you know for sure you go to heaven? And he goes, man, I can't answer that one. I said, well, we can. I can help you with it. I can tell you about it. See, ultimately, God already made the, the connection. God gave us a divine appointment, right? So, you know, I said, man, you just never know, you know? I am not kidding. Denise's car goes through. A guy brings a big Tahoe in, big truck car thing, you know, SUV. That's the word I'm looking for. And you get in there, and they're all on that. So I walk back around this side of the, uh, the wall, I guess you would call it. So back where I'm supposed to be, right? All of a sudden, the car is on the conveyor, that big truck, and it jumps off the thing, <laughs> sideways, and the guy's going, cut it off! And I think, he's talking to you, because I don't know what to do. And the guy runs back over there and hits this thing, boom, cuts it off. And I thought, man, isn't that something? We get comfortable with our life, and we think, okay, it's on track, right? And it's just going along. They're every day. They must have had 100 cars go through, but that car jumped off the tracks and they had to get one of the, the the other guys with a different color shirt i guess he's a manager to put it back on i want to tell you today that sometimes we can be in the groove and we can be holding on and sometimes life just knocks us off track amen and something else and i thought you know what i, I kept thinking i guess it's because of where i work at we're looking at safety stuff and i was looking at i said man that guy's back was up against the wall when that thing came on but there was no, there was no stop button. There was, there was no emergency button there. It was all the way over here. He was really far from the emergency button, right? And I thought about that. I said, hey, man, um, not getting in your business, but I said, you might want to ask somebody just tell them you got some wisdom from the Lord because I'm trusting the Lord's going to give you some wisdom here that you might want to move one of those switches over here because when your back's up against the wall and things are coming out, you need to get to it quick. How's that working in what we're talking about? You know what? If God's 
we, that we left God because he didn't leave us. And he's all the way over here, right? And something comes up on our life. We go, man, Lord, why did you leave me? He didn't leave you. We walked away. We walked away from the emergency button. We walked away from the one who can help us, the one that can calmer of the seas. You see what I'm saying? So you know what? With that is what I, I, the whole thing the Lord showed me. His back was up against the wall. He was in danger. He was in need. But you know what? He didn't have the tools. Today, I pray that you have the tools. Amen. So give the Lord a hand clap on what's going on in there, man. Everyday life. We need to be close to the source. God is the source. That's what I want you to take away from that story. Amen. Very good. Very good. Well, when we think about revive, it brings back to life. We are dead in sin and Jesus revives us to life. Amen. Now, I want to talk about this, about spiritual CPR. I had prayed about that, and I thought, Lord, what, what is it that you're showing me here? And I want, to, I want us to know what we're talking about here when we break this down. Spiritual CPR to me is this, cultivate, pray, and receive. Let me hear you say it. Cultivate, pray, and receive. We need to cultivate our hearts with the word of God. Now, I don't know about anybody here. Did anybody do any gardening? Maybe sometime. I know Miles goes guarding some of the other folks. Yeah, everybody's kind of playing at something. Now, if you get out there and that ground is real hard, you got to till it up, don't you? you got to kind of dig it up. See, sometimes our heart from the things in the world gets hardened. We get burnt. We get wounded. Somebody didn't respond like we thought they should. Maybe we didn't respond like we wanted to. We, you know, But we harden our hearts many times. But the Word of God is just like the tines on that on that. Uh, on that rake, right? On that, what am I trying to say? Tiller. Man, I'm having a tough time today. And that's not, more sleep is good. But that's all right. But that tiller. And I'm, I tell you what, yeah, amen. So that tiller is going, going. And what does it do? It breaks that up so that the seed could go in, right? And get a good spot in there. Just like the word of God takes that and breaks our heart up with the truth of God's word. We need to pray and communicate with the Lord, see? Man, whatever we do, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, prayer is crucial. But remember that prayer is a two-way street. And we're going to talk about that in just a little bit. Not just giving us God, God our grocery list, but listening, right? Then, this I think this is crucial. As, as pastoring over the last few years, I'm telling you this is crucial. Then we need to receive what the Lord is sharing with us and apply it to our lives immediately. And the Lord, when I wrote that down last night, he just laid this on me. God ideas bring God-sized results. God ideas bring God-sized results. You think about your life. You think about different things. You think about even the church that the Lord has allowed us to plant here in Bacosan. Um, it's much grander than what we had in mind. And it will be much grander than what we see right now. I'd like to see where, you know, we, that, that, that we'd have to get them to extend out here and things like that. Why? Not about the numbers to, to say, oh, we have a big church. It's about the people that we can reach with the good news. You know, I said this before, you know, if, if you get a sale or something and something that's been a blessing to you, what do you do? You share it with people. And you know what? God has blessed us in the riches of Christ Jesus. And that's why we want to share what we do about furthering the kingdom, using that platform to tell people about that. So think about it. Even in CPR in the natural, we got any CPR trained folks here? Two, three. Y'all in good hands. Four. Praise God. There you go. Amen. I'll tell you what, that's awesome, man. I'll tell you what, yeah. I mean, you know what? It, it's an amazing thing. Because, you know, that's one of those things I thought, well, I hope I never need it, but I, I, I want to know how to do it if I have to. You know, we got a swimming pool, and I can't swim, so I'll have to tell them push, push, <laughs> whatever. But it's good to know, right? It's good to know. But think about that as you've been trained in that, and you see things and, and on TV and different things like that with that, uh, and being even experienced, it's critical, right? It's crucial. It's urgent, even in the natural, how much more urgent is it in the supernatural? Amen. So that's what I want to talk about that today. See, I know when we get trained, I have to go every two years, I think. Isn't it two years we had to go? And you got to know how many compressions, right? Can you all tell me how many compressions? Y'all know 30 or 40, something like this. But they always talk about the compressions, right? So I start thinking about the compressions, you know, to keep that blood flowing, right? So the compressions, right? We, we need the compression of praise, amen, for our spirit. We need the compression of prayer. For our spirit. And we need a compression of faith in our life. Amen. So there's three areas right there that we can really use to keep that spiritual flow going in our life. Amen. Good deal. Let's keep on rolling here. That's just the appetizer. We're going to jump on in. Now, as I was reading and cross-referencing a few things, I came across Psalm 1, 
1 through 3. And I want to share that with you. And it ties in some of the points that I want to bring home here. It says, Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with the mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord, meditating on it day and night. They're like trees planted along the river bank. Keep this in mind. We're going to get back to this. Bearing fruit each season, their leaves never wither and they prosper in all they do. See, this song right here gives us some biblical principle for walking in godly success. That's what I want you guys to be able to take from here. So I'm going to give you a few things. I'm going to broke this out. It tells us to be careful about our relationships. Now, I'm not saying just stay in the church house. I'm saying be careful in those relationships. You know what? God can use you wherever you're at. But you know what? Be attentive to what's going on. Be plugged in. Stay close to that emergency button that we we're talking about there. Right? Very good. All right. I want you to listen to this. Was what I pulled out of here. I just kind of broke it out for you. Don't seek counsel for those who don't know the Lord. All right? Because we always want to, to know what God's word is. They can have some really great understanding and stuff. But I want to tell you, listen to this. Always prayerfully compare any counsel, any counsel you get with scripture. Amen? All right, you know I got a book for a translation for this. You ready? If it doesn't have a word anchor like we use here, right? Throw it overboard and keep rowing. Amen. If it doesn't have a word anchor, if it doesn't have scripture, throw it overboard and keep going because it will not get you where God wants you to be. Toss it and keep going. You know, that's what happens. You know, but sometimes we're out there and we're going, oh my gosh, just in life where you could just kind of think about this. And you know, hey, I need some help. I need some help. And what happens is many times the world will throw you an anchor, not a rope. And say, well, I'll shut him up here. Take that. But God wants to send the rope out. Better yet, he's already done better than that because Jesus is in the boat with us, right? He's in us. That's what I want you to hear today. So think about that. And remember, if there's any contradiction between the word and the world, which it always is, you got to go with the word. Go with the word. How are you going to know the word if you keep your Bible shut all the time? Keep her open. Keep her open, right? And we can get a little bit here. And we can get a little bit on Tuesday. But ultimately, God wants to meet with you independently and speak to your heart. Right? Very good. So if we look at this. Meditate on the word when we talk about here. This is meditating on the, on the law of the Lord. Meditate on the word means think on the things of God. Let it soak in your spirit. We're talking about some cookouts, right? Now, most people, if they got steaks, what do they do? Miles, what do you do? You, med- you take that and marinate that thing, right? Yeah, because he told me, he said, I do that for 24 hours. He told me, I, I try to get it in 24 hours, let it soak. I ain't got no invite, but I'm, I'm going to keep riding my motorcycle around there at lunchtime or something like this. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? You know? But you know what? He lets it soak in that, right? Let's it soak. Well, you know what? That's what we need to be doing. Soaking in the hearing of God's word. Soaking in the, the, the tunes and the praises and thinking, and thinking about things like that. And because when we do, guess what? The roots of our faith go down deep in the things of God and we drink in the wisdom of God and understanding. Amen? That's why. That's why we need to be exposed to that, not just once, but all the time, so that it'll soak into our spirit. Everybody doing good, right? Yes, indeedy. Well, I got some more. I got some more. I won't send you home yet. Look at that. Got it, got it climbing on the wall today. Praise God. Ready? All right. Let's take a look at a few things. Repent. One of the things we need to do to cultivate our heart, take a look at this. We need to repent. What does it mean? Turn from sin and back to God. See, we need to take and turn from the things that prevent us from hearing God's best. Listen to the word, not the world. You've heard me say that, and I tell you that's something that we always have to work on. We're all working on that. All right? Forgiveness. When we receive his forgiveness, we move from guilt to gladness. I want to talk about that now. Look at this. From rejection to perfection in Christ Jesus. See, we talk about forgiveness a lot. We really do. Because you know what? It's needed, and it's needed to be given freely. See, we usually want forgiveness... But when it's our turn to give forgiveness, it seems like there's a little, little stick in there. But you know what? Can we freely do that? And we can't do it without Christ. Amen. We can't do it without the spirit of God working in us. Because if we don't, you know what happens? It will paralyze us from moving forward in the things of Christ. It will paralyze you from moving forward. Because you know what? We're still looking at whatever happened and pulling it back up. And whatever happened and pulling the scabs off. And you know they should have, but they didn't. You know, you know, and woulda, shoulda, could, and we did a sermon on that. But you know what? Man, let it go. Because I'm telling you, the people at your work that, that have, have irritated you, 
right? They're not thinking about you right now. They're not. And you're sitting there, well, I tell you what, I wish, I wish Fred was here to hear this today. He needs to hear this today. You know what? Maybe we need to hear it today. You know? Well, Sally Sue said, I can't believe she said something about my dress. She's probably just jealous. Whatever the thing is. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm just picking on them. Sometimes it's something that cuts much deeper. But you know what? It's the same result if we hold on to it. And it's hard. And I don't think it's a problem if we voice that, but you don't have to live there. You see what I'm saying? Let's just let's hit it and get it, you know? Keep on rolling because we don't want to become paralyzed and we don't want to become like what's going on in their life. When they push on us, I pray that the love of Christ comes out. The love of Christ, the love of Christ, amen? But if we're not pouring in the love of Christ, we don't have it to pour out. So we're going to fill you up today, amen? Because why? We're fully loaded. You remember last week? Fully loaded. All right. Let's keep on rolling here. Praise. I love this. Focusing our thoughts on God moves us closer to Him. The more we know Him, the more we can appreciate what He has done for us. Man, I got to thinking about that. See, the Lord inhabits the praise of His people. Praise draws God into the situation and pushes out doubt. I thought about this. I was up there singing to my cat last night. I know that cat said, man, he is just crazy out there. You know, I get some time up there. You know, I love that song that, that, that uh, we do. Tanya sings it. Was this, uh, how's it go? Ding, ding, ding. I had to think about it for a minute. Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Right? right? So praise pushes out that doubt, right? I thought, what happens if I got up there and I just had a little bit of doubt? I go, Lord, you are good and I hope that we make it through today. What? I, 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 what what's up? That don't, that don't even go. Right? So I started thinking about this stuff, man. You know, forever. I turn around and say, Lord, you are good and your mercy endures forever. Or sometimes. You know, that's not what it said. Right? So when we're praising, guess what happens, man? Things start changing. The whole climate starts changing. You know, you get down, put some praise music in, in, in your mobile. We got plenty of CDs. We'll hook you up. Send you right on down the road with it. So that's what I want us to see, that how important praise is. And we start to know him better. We start to know his attributes and what he's done for us. Not so much what he can do for us. That'll come. But if you know what he has done for you, then everything else is gravy. Amen. See, if it was just God saved us and we're not going, from, going to hell, that would be amazing. And he did. But there's more. Right? You saw the commercial. But there's more. Right? When they're doing the knives and they got all this stuff and they got the uh, Vegematic. David, you have one of those? Two of them? Good. Good. Hey, look, don't worry about it. I don't have to cut that stuff. We'll take it to David's house tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And if you order now, right? Yeah, what would y'all do? And if you get saved right now, you know? <laughs> you know, and it's fun, and it's not a problem having fun with things, right? But we're not losing reverence for what God did. We're trying to apply it right where we are. Man, we're trying to take that. But you know what? We get excited today, and you right there, you got that thing, you go, oh, I got to call right now. I got to call right now. 1-800-BE-QUIET, I can't get it. 1-800, you know, and it's a weed eater attachment. You know, and you're yelling and everything else. But you know what? It, it, but uh, Yeah, cup holder for your lawnmower. I need one of those. Yeah. You know, so whatever the case is, you know, let's put the proper focus on what really matters. What really matters is our relationship with God, right? And that's what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. But praising, I was thinking about this. You know, I don't expect y'all to do cartwheels out here, right? You know, jumping around. I mean, if you do, just don't hit the, hit, the, hit the end of the table and flip everything over. We'll pick it up if you do. But, you know, hey, sometimes we come in here, you know, think about your heart, right? I'm just saying. If I come in here like this, Lord, you are good in your mercy. Well, my posture says a lot about this thing. Now, I don't mean you got to be doing all this, right? If, you know, if that's what the Lord's leading. But you know what? Our posture sometimes, we, what are they going to do if they see me clap? What are they going to do? You know, I'll tell you what, we've mentioned this before. We've been in places that they look at you because you clap. And then we've been in places that they look at you if you don't clap. I don't care who's looking at you. I'm not looking at you. I'm just trying to remember the words. I'm trying to praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going, well, miss that one. We'll get it next time. Praise God. He's in them. You know? So I pray when you come here today and, you, and you've had the opportunity to come here. Man, you know, we want you to be you. But we want God to be God. And when we let God be God, he's going to transform you and me. Amen? Praise God. God's power. When we feel powerless, ask God for his strength to overcome the despair of any pain or any trial. Man, I am not short-sighting anything that anybody's going through. But I tell you the thing that has helped me when I go through some of the toughest times. I look at who my God is. 
I look at through who my God is. And you know what? I am convinced that God is bigger than any problem that I'll ever have. God, I am convinced that God is bigger than any problem that I can make. And I can make some good ones. I can make some good ones, all right? But I'm trusting in the power of God. So I'm focusing my mind on the power of God and the truth of God and the loving character of God because he gave it all so that he can get it to me and you. Amen. So we need to focus on God. It just takes us. It lifts our hope higher in him, not in self, in him. How's that going to work out? I don't know. But he does. Well, what if? You know, that's the whole thing. All the time we get these what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. You know, we need to move on to I believe, I believe. We just need to believe and trust. And it may not work it out in our time frame. And it may not come out the way that we want it. But this side of heaven, we might not understand it. But when we get there, we go, aha. Now I see. Now I see. So whatever it is, let's just go ahead and rejoice in the Lord. Amen. Rejoice in your redemption. Let the truth set you free. You know, earlier I said, man, if we, if we just got saved and that was it, that would be amazing. But there's so much more. But see, so many times we don't celebrate our salvation. Think about that. Celebrate your salvation. Man, when I have a tough day, sometimes I go, oh my goodness, this and everything else. And I start thinking, I start meditating on the word of God, meaning soaking in the word of God. And I go, my gosh. It seems like everybody at work is on my back. Man, it seems like I can't do anything right. Wow, all this in the, in the devil go, I got him going now. He's turning up the volume. Oh, he's getting ready to snap now. And all the things I can't and all the things I couldn't and how I don't measure up. And then you know what? I sidestep him. I go, but God said, God said you're more than a conqueror. God said you're worth it. And guess what? I'm getting closer and closer and closer to that button. Right? Like I was talking about there. But see, we don't have to walk away. He's in us. We just need to peel a few layers off of the world sometimes and allow him to flow up to the top. Amen? Because we're fully loaded, right? And God wants to revive us. I pray that you're being revived by this. Now think about this. We've been redeemed. So when you think about that, we've been bought back out of sin. And no guilt is on us. Man, guilt is a bad thing. I mean, it was, oh, man. I'm not saying you didn't do it. I'm not saying that uh, you could do anything you want. I'm saying that the grace of God comes in and breaks that shackle and says every sin that you'll ever commit has been paid for. Will you receive it? Remember I said when I'm out of the CPR thing, we talked about cultivate, prayer, and receive. You know what? All those are important. But man, I tell you what I find is in talking to people and even in my life, sometimes my receiver's not on the line good. You know? I pray that we open our hearts and receive what God has for us today. Amen? Amen, amen. amen. So when we're thinking about cultivating, before we go on to the next one, a few things I wrote down. Talking about growing in grace, mercy, and wisdom and understanding. Let your heart be open to the things of God. Let your heart be open to the things of God. So many times we, we, just, we just shut down. We just shut down. I'm saying let's shut this down. Open these and open this. And then when this gets cultivated, open this. Your mouth and speak the word of God. Amen. Very good. So prayer is important. Everybody knows that, right? Prayer keeps us connected. Communication is vital in every relationship. You don't think so? Get married. I'm telling you what. I'm telling you. Or get something going and these texting will hurt you. It will hurt you. One thing, if you don't get it and you don't get back with somebody in time, they go, well, they don't even care. Well, the next thing is, if you get it and you got a smartphone that's kind of dumb sometimes, you go, click, and they go, what are you trying to say? Because what you, my phone, you can speak into it. You go, hey, man, that sounds good. And you hit it and you keep on. And then the phone rings and go, what in the world did you say? Pastor Buddy, I was like, I said, everything's, oh my goodness. That's not what I said. It twisted. It can get twisted, right? We don't know the meaning, meaning of those things. And we talk about this a lot because this is, this is the time of life we, we rely on a lot of things like that. You know? Like I said, hey, man, your hair looks good. And you go, okay. Or can you look at a text and go, he said, buddy just said, my hair looks good. I didn't say, I said, hey, your hair looks good. So guess what? Now when I come to church, you're going, they're looking, you might want to do something with your hair. Okay. I mean, God, okay. I don't know. Give me a hat. Praise God. I mean, yeah, but you see what I'm saying? Things can be out of context, right? And the communication gets broke down, but it's vital in relationships, right? 
So give me a call because I'll probably mess it up if I text, right? Very good. All right. Communication is vital. What else is going on? Prayer shows our dependence on God and opens the door to unlimited possibilities. Man, I like that. When we're talking about God, you know what I know? I like when my kids say, Dad, can you help me with this? Oh, sure. I mean, I really, I like to do, I'll put myself on the back burn because you know something? I'm going to tell you something I've learned. My boys, there's eight years difference in my boys, right? Thomas is 20, Jesse's 12. Listen to me real close. I thought about this last night. The things that I did with Thomas seemed like they were yesterday. And they were a long time ago. And now the things that I do with Jesse. See, we used to wrestle around all the time. I don't do that. He can hurt me now. Grandmama can hurt me now. You know, I'm not, I'm not kidding, man. But I tell you what, it's weird. You get out there, you know, I remember wrestling around. And now I'm wrestling him a little bit, playing like this. And he's got a beard. You know, and he's like rubbing up on my face. I'm like, man, my baby got a beard. I ain't even got a beard. I get like a three-day shadow. Thomas gets one like every hour. Ooh. I'm not kidding. I go to wake the boy up. I'm thinking, Sasquatch has got my boy. Oh, I love that little hair fella. But you know, I tell you, he's shaking his head. He's shaking his head. But you know what? When we depend on God, right, it opens up possibilities in our life, right? It opens up the possibilities for what God can do. Because you know why? God is unlimited in his resources. God is unconditional in his love. You know, we were talking about it this morning. We, we do things, we should do things for people um, that God calls us to do because we want the best for them and we do it out of love. Don't give to get. You missed it. But if you give with the right motives, God has a way of blessing you. It'll come when you're not even thinking about it. So don't look for the blessing. Look for the place to be the blessing. But when the blessing comes, receive it. Amen? Amen. Let's keep rolling here. Prayer feeds our spirit and renews our strength. I love talking to God. I love talking to my Heavenly Father. Because it cost Him everything for me to have that line, right? And guess what? I got the unlimited package. You know? It's not like so many megabytes. You know, all these guys are paying for that. You know what I'm talking about? Unlimited. Right? God says it's unlimited. I could talk to him anytime, anywhere, any place. Use the name of Jesus. But guess what? You got a receiver on your end too. Listen to what he says. Because he might say, don't do that. Go over here. Or he might just say, you know what? Listen real close. And I go, yeah, Lord, I love you. Wow. You know something? I tell people I love them a lot. And I don't say that lightly. Man, I, I want them to know. Because I don't want them to look over there and go, I wonder if you love me or not. Can't tell you then if I'm in the box. I want to tell you now. Love you guys. Right? And, and you know what? I don't say it lightly like I said. But you know what? Because I believe God has a master plan for your life. And I want to see it come around. I get excited when I see God doing things in your life. I really do. You know? And I pray for you guys. We pray for you guys all the time. Most of the time before you're out of bed. I say that often. Because it's one of the first things that we do when we start our day. Amen? So it feeds our spirit. But guess what? It also renews our strength. If you're feeling a little weak. Put in some prayer time with God. Prayer teaches us to trust God and acknowledges his sovereignty, his holy perfection and greatness. Like I said earlier, if you think about it, when we start looking at all the things that are going on and what's wrong, if we took that same energy and look at who God is, it starts to stomp that down in the ground. It really does. It starts taking and giving us his perspective on things. I love this. Remember we were talking a little bit a while uh, on that Psalm 1, it was talking about the trees planted by the river, right? Let's take a look at this. Jesus uses another analogy here in John 15, 5. He says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. Listen to this last statement, he says. For without me, you can do nothing. See, I come to that conclusion in my life a while back. I used to think if I made the problems, I'm going to be a tough guy. I'm going to be the man. I'm going to man up and I'll fix them. But I found out that I make a whole lot more than I can fix. And I can, I can and just ruin a lot of things if I'm not careful. But you know what? If I keep pressing into God, right? Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. See, there's a connection. There's a connection. So our connection in Christ is what brings us through to the other side. Amen? So we need to be receivers of the word, right? So how well do you receive? Think about that. How well do you receive compliments? How, long, how much do you receive, you know, the, the word of God? Do you really let it soak in that cultivated heart? Do you pray about it? And trusting, come in here expecting to hear the truth so that when you leave here, you know what? That you're lifted up. If there's an adjustment we need to make, make it right now. 
And let's just walk out in the freshness and newness of what God's got, all right? So take a look at this. I got a couple of nuggets of, of, of this from uh, Matthew chapter 6, right? And if you guys want to read on that uh, for homework, that's a great place. Matthew chapter 6. Look at this. Receive with gladness, not worry. Man, I could do a series on that. Receive with gladness, not worry. So many times we let the devil use that tool to bind us. You know, we receive, well, you know, the Lord says this and, and all they've heard is the last piece of it. They didn't get the wholeness of it or they didn't get the context of it. If the word is not in the context of a setting, guess what you get? Con. You missed it. You want the context. You want to see what's going on. What were they talking about? Ask yourself these questions when you're reading the word. What was the setting? Who are they talking to? How does this apply to my life? What does God want me to do with this truth? Okay. There's a ways that, that, that help you study and dig into the word of God, right? But receive it with gladness, even if it's something we have to adjust in our life. Because you know it's coming from a loving God that wants the best for you. Amen? Here we go. God created life in you and can be trusted with the details of your life. Now, you know what? That sounds real easy to digest, but we want to just go, no, I got it, God. I got it. And then you're in the ditch, right? But you know what? If he created you, he knows what makes you tick. He knows the best for you. Will we rely on him? I pray we do. Very good. A lot of this was about worry, and I want us to push that out because I really believe the number one thing that gives us static on the line on our receiver is worry and doubt. That's why I'm hitting it so hard, right? Worry about the future hampers your efforts for today. We will worry so many times. Man, I don't want to say this. Don't waste away all today worrying about tomorrow. That's what I want to say. Don't waste away all today worrying about tomorrow. How many times on Sunday night when you got to go to work on Monday, you are wringing your hands because you got to meet with such and such, or little Johnny's going to do this, or this is going on, and I hope this person's out. And you're doing this, and you get in and go, hey, man, how's everything? I can't believe it. We got all worked up, wrapped around the axle and everything else, man. Worry is not of God. Trusting is of God. Amen. So let's see what else happens here. God does not ignore those who depend on him. God is all knowing. God is all loving and unconditionally given that love to you. That means that you don't have to earn it because you can't. He loves you right where you are. And in your darkest moment, God says, I love you. Come back to me. If you're here today and you say, man, you just don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. Come back to him. Listen with your heart and receive the truth of God's word. That his grace is greater than your sin. His grace is greater than our sin. Amen. Now look, when we worry, it shows the lack of faith in and understanding of God. Listen to what I'm saying now. This stuff, this, this, this flesh, we default to the negative. We do, man. We default to the negative. Man, if there's anything on the slide, guys, I pray you take this. Worry shows a lack of faith in an understanding of God. If we understand who God is and, and, and who lives in us, there should not be any worry. Yeah, but buddy, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I'm going through. But God does. And God said you'll be overcomers, right? Remember a few weeks ago we talked about, you know, sometimes we can only see the middle of the situation. But God sees us coming ashore out of that storm and the boat rocking. He says, I'll get you to the other side. Amen. I want us to be revived. I want to take a few minutes here and, 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 and just look at the nuggets of truth from God's word about the gladness that he created life in you, that he can be trusted. Don't let the worries of today hamper your efforts for tomorrow. You can get so wrapped up around what's going on today that it paralyzes you. You don't get proper perspective or sleep or this or that. And you go in tomorrow and you drag all the same stuff in tomorrow and you wonder why. Why isn't this working? Because you're bringing it with you. You know? You know, bring it to the altar. Lay it down, right? If we don't come up here physically, do it where you're at. But you know what we do? We lay it down. Lord, I'm done with this. Help me. I need your strength. And then we get up and we go, wait a minute. Holster it back up. And start walking, man. Don't do that. Bring it to God. Leave it with God. And let God refresh you today. Revive you today with the truth of his word and the love that he has for each of us. All right? Worry keeps us from great opportunities that God wants us to pursue. But if I'm all worried about, oh man, you know, I really felt tongue-tied today. Hope that doesn't happen next week. Oh my goodness, my guitar was out of tune a little bit. Or 
what I, I got all these things coming in there. I'm going to miss it. I'm going to miss it. God says, you know what? I'll bless it. Put me first. I'll take it and, and, and I'll work it out. You know what? I'm, I'm going to give you something else. This is, this is just something that went through my mind. We've got a little three-piece band here. Most any band you have will have a bass player. Boom, 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 boom. Right? Denise said, I never tell when the bass player's in or when he's out. Whatever, right? Some people don't realize that. But in music, people want to hear that bass. They want that good foundation. Boom, 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 boom. I have never, in 14 years of ministry, people come in and say, you know, I'd have gave my life to the Lord if you had a bass player. Right? It didn't change nothing. We're praising with what we got. You know? And I'm thankful for that. Man, I tell you what. I, I, I did learn something along the way playing music. If you just hold home, get the best musicians you can to put around you. You'll shine then, right? That's right. I get going like this and they start singing. I'll be back like this. Yeah. Go ahead. Sing it. You know, let it come on up there. Let everybody have a chance to do what God's given them to do. Amen. But what I was getting out of that is sometimes people want to think that we, uh, you know, if I only had this straight in my life, God would use me. If I only had this straight in my life, God would use me. If I only, if I only, if, 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 if. You know what the Lord showed me one time when I was ifing? He says, I fail. I fail. I thought, man, that's pretty, that's pretty direct. See, when God speaks, he doesn't have to speak big. You know, a long, you know, miles and miles of words. He just used if. And he says, if you keep ifing, you're just telling me I fail. God doesn't fail. See, I need to, to, to turn around and say, God, I got this situation. And I don't know how you're going to fix it, but I know I can't. So, Lord, I'm asking you into my situation to strengthen me and get me to the other side. I'm telling you, God will not turn that down. I'm also telling you this. It doesn't always come at a time in the package that we want. But I'm going to tell you what. God is for you. Amen? God is for you. Don't let the worry keep us from great opportunities with God where he wants us to pursue things. Don't keep plowing backwards. Don't keep picking the scab off. Regroup, rejoice, and be revived. Amen? I pray that you're revived in the message today. So, you know, we talked about spiritual CPR today. And you know what? When I'm thinking about receive, we really need this. We need to receive this, right? We need to make it yours. Grab the promises of God. Speak it. Think on it. Drink it in. Because you know what? Like I was telling Ralph, we were talking a little bit today. I said, what we're talking about today is about a heart issue. You can take everything I said and bring it back down to a heart issue. Heart issue. We were talking about, you know what? That we need to cultivate the hearts. That we need to turn around and we need to pray so we can have good communication. And we need to receive. So you know what? I pray we're going to do it a little different today. I want you guys to really marinate and soak in this. And I asked Tanya to do this song about being revived. And I want to just take a few minutes and right where you're at, let the Lord revive you. Amen? Amen. I've seen your goodness and I know the way you are. Give me to see you in the dark Your face shines the glory that I only know in part There is still a longing a longing in my heart You revive me You revive me Of calling me your friend, and in your name. 
Won't you revive us again so your people can rejoice in you? See, we rejoice in Him and knowing Him and what He's done for us. You know, I, I believe this. I think God's touch is the medicine for our soul. And I pray today through the message and through the song and through the time of even laughter and joy that um, you felt the touch of God somewhere, the tug of God in your heart. Because this message was just really prayed over and, and you know think about the things that I hear during the week and the things that God shows us man I, I want us revived I want us revived I know guys there's a lot of folks going through a lot of tough things and we're praying for you we all go through some tough things but you know what soak in the truth of God's word take that spiritual CPR allow the word of God to cultivate your heart man pray but ultimately receive what God's got for you today. Amen. So if you're here today and you've never asked the Lord to come into your life, today's the day you can. That's how we know when we put our faith and trust in Jesus. The Bible tells us that we confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in our heart that God raises from the dead, we will be saved. And you know, I tell you that every week, and I'm going to tell you that every week, because that's where it starts. And when I say that's where it starts, that doesn't mean that you have anything to do with it. It just means that, you know what, that's our entryway in the blessings of God and I pray that while we continue on that you continue to just let God revive you amen it's so great having everybody back and you know there's some uh, some folks that are not back today and I pray that they get back and that we can fellowship Um, but I pray today that you've been revived in Jesus name amen